Hey everyone, my name is Michael Kaiser. And I'm John Wilson. And welcome to a special episode of Make Ours Marvel, we like to call Not Comics. We are once again journeying through the X-Men franchise of films in this 18th Not Comics special. So of course, joining us once again from Sci-Fi, uh, Sci-Fi Fangirls, I almost said Sci-Fi Wire, I guess it's part of the Sci-Fi Wire, but the Sci-Fi Fangirls columns and the podcast Bitches on Comics. Welcome back to the show, Sarah Century. Yay, I'm excited to be here. We're going to talk about stuff. We are talking about (laughs) a movie that turns out actually exists. So in case you didn't know, Sarah. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, forgot that this was its own individual movie because as we've talked about before, (laughs) I stopped watching all of the X-Men movies after X3 and was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. And, uh, yeah, apparently I just never knew that this movie got made. I thought that Origins in this movie was the same. Well, movie. to be fair, and I don't know if we've <laughs> even talked about what movie we're talking about, but X-Men Origins Wolverine and The Wolverine are awfully similar in title. <laughs> they could have yeah. called it like Wolverine Claws That Kill or something like that. So we like <laughs> so we know there's a difference. But the the Wolverine rises or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just Wolverine and the Wolverine is not a lot of difference. So I could see why someone might just muddle them together. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing in twenty thirteen, but it was not watching this movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird because we, we keep inviting you on the show to be the X Men expert, but you haven't seen any of these movies, which is sort yeah. of backwards. But you have I'm read all comics. the comics, so yes, I'm yeah. a comics expert. I'm that's an where, that's where expert. you're gonna kick it in. Yeah, uh-huh. I've read at least 17 more X-Men comics than we have. <laughs> Who? My Definitely. claim to fame. <laughs> Today. Today you have, I'm sure. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> I'm reading another one tomorrow, so I'm catching up. <laughs> She's reading one right now. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy a pad. Uh, so, yeah, we are talking about The Wolverine, which is the second Wolverine solo film, which came out in 2013, I guess. I forgot to look up the date. Um, I was – what was I doing? Had I – Crap, I was already in Florida by then. Wow. Um, my life is divided up into, into chunks, of course, as most of us are. But, like, there's the time I was in Texas, and then we moved to Connecticut for three years, and then we moved to another part of Texas for three years, and moved to Florida. And we've been in Florida ever since 2012. So in some ways, it seems like a really large chunk of my life, and in some ways, it seems like maybe a year or two has gone by. <laughs> So they realized that 2000, the Wolverine was a long time ago, but Whoa. also it was not a long time ago. But wait, right. though. So was The Last Stand the last thing we covered? No. no we did First oh. Class and Origins. Both are after The Last Stand. Okay. I was going to say that's a big gap. <laughs> that's a big gap between this movie and Last Stand. But yeah, you're right. I forgot about uh So when did First Class come out? So well, I'm putting everybody on the spot because I don't know either. That- I think that that was 2011, and I think that the other one, the other Wolverine movie, was 2009. Right. Okay. So 2013. Pretty yeah. Sure. Not that they're, long ago. They were doing like every two years there for a second. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so we're coming off of what I think is kind of a high with the first class film that that ten. For a lot of people, at least, that sort of revived interest in the franchise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not not the people that discussed it here last time. But <laughs> no, we did love it, but we also made fun of it a lot for some reason. That was oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, it seems to I, be the vibe. <laughs> I, I walked away from that recording going, 
I thought I liked this movie, but why did I just bash it the entire time? That was interesting. <laughs> Welcome what? to my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> like everything that I say, I'm like, oh, I guess that sounded insulting. Like <laughs> I was trying to compliment it. Right. Um, so this this is, you know, back to the mo- the present day, I guess, because we had Last Stand, which mm-hmm. was, you know, the death of Gene and the death of Charles and you know, I think Scott died. I never really saw him die, though, so I'm not entirely sure. Um, and now Wolverine is, like, dealing with the aftermath of Jean's death. And she's in this film actually quite a bit. Um, yeah. maybe, maybe more than she was in the first one. Yeah, um, really more than when she was alive. It's very depressing whenever we talk <laughs> about Jean Grey, uh, comics or film. <laughs> That's consistent across the board. It's like all of her best lines are, when she's dead. Ugh. It's like uh, Bruce Wayne. Clark, you haven't inspired anyone since you died. Yeah, that's a rough one. And it's so true of sometimes Clark, too. <laughs> Sorry, Clark. Sorry, Clark. <laughs> I love my Superman, but... Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just kind of dive right in. Um, first impressions. I guess first impressions goes to Sarah, because you literally just watched this a few weeks ago, a couple weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. Not too long ago. Oh, it is such a um, action movie, I guess, of like you can tell that they watched a lot of movies <laughs> of, you know, just basically like martial art movies mm, pretty much because yeah. they had all of the classic, uh, you know, oh, they're fighting on a train. Only he has mm. claws. And like it just mm-hmm. seemed like a lot of those action sequences were like only he has claws <laughs> and like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Like these are all action scenes we've definitely seen and like you know, Jackie Chan movies, you know, this kind of, we've seen a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Was it John Woo or something like that? Yeah. um, And, you know, even dating back further than that, but uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny in a lot of ways. There was a lot of uh, just that whole vibe of here's like the American and Japan kind of story that we've seen a lot of times in, you know, American cinema. Uh, Mm Yeah. And so I thought that it was like pretty uh, strange, I guess. But that's also kind of how the comic that this is based on reads, <laughs> like the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller comic mm-hmm. is kind of like that, too. Um, and it doesn't stray that far from the comic, actually, compared to a lot of the stuff we've seen so far. So I thought it was pretty good, um, kind of tentatively. It was fun to watch. It wasn't something that I was uh, analyzing too deeply, I guess. Um like I usually do, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. What'd you all think about it? Mike? Uh, I thought this time, the same thing I thought the first time and the subsequent times I've seen it is, and I don't know how to explain this and I've tried to explain it a million times before, but like those early superhero movies in the two thousands, like the Raimi Spider-Man's and the X-Men and the daredevil, Mm -hmm. they seem very comic booky. I don't know how I, how, what that means other than like, the lighting and the sets and the hairstyles and the the leathery outfits and like <laughs> yeah. it's like they're trying to make oh this is a comic book so let's put it to life and make it a comic booky comic book movie and i felt when i saw this movie and still think that as we go through these x-men movies this is the first one where they're kind of like nah let's just make a movie yeah let's stop making it so like you know painted on or whatever i don't know how to explain it but it just seemed more like a like as you were saying sarah in a way like but with claws, but they, yeah. this could have been this could have been just a straight up action movie or a martial arts movie or a movie taken in a way that's not like a comic book because they're they're not treating it uh, visually like a comic book anymore. Or even the pacing was 
way cooler to me. Like there was a lot of slow scenes in this in a, in a good way. I like slow scenes, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they kind of meandered through some parts instead of just giving this constant action, action, action. And, um, there was more introspection from, uh, Mr. Logan and all that jeans. So you guys say jeans in this movie a lot. She's not in this movie at all to be technical, but anyway, <laughs> uh, unless you guys believe well, in we ghosts. can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. But, um, yeah, I just think it was. It seemed like more. I hate to say it like this because I don't know sure if that's what I mean, but like more like a grown-up comic book movie for the X Men mm-hmm. than it has been. Yeah, I think even that you're with right first class. Um, so in that sense, I appreciated a lot of it. Just like Origins, I think most of it is great up until the very end, and then it just kind of tanks. <laughs> and I don't get why that keeps happening. That's two times in a row now with the Wolverine solo movie. It's like they all went on strike. <laughs> on the last 10 pages or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but mostly I really like this movie a lot, except for that, the last bit. Yeah. I feel like this goes from being Claremont and Miller to being Hama and Silvestri. Yeah. Mm. But totally. like mm-hmm. some of the weirder Hama and Silvestri, like I really like the Hama run and I don't dislike I the do end too. of this film, um, but there are definitely some Hama plots that are like, Wow. That's really happening, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, and those you're talking about two runs of the comic that are heavily inspired by cinema, right? So you have uh-huh. both like the Hama run and the Claremont uh, Miller series. Both of those are, I would say, more cinematic than your average comic. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely agree. This feels like a film, or not a film necessarily, but a movie that doesn't necessarily have to be a superhero movie, but it is about Wolverine. So Mm -hmm. the plot is more grounded. It's about people and politics and Japan and culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And and whenever they veer off of that, like whenever they do like um, crap, what's his name? The guy from Shogun, Um, Richard Chamberlain, whenever they get like Richard Chamberlain, not wanting to take a bath in Japan, (laughs) um, Uh but with claws, uh-huh. It's just, <laughs> it feels a little bit off because that's not what the rest of the movie is uh, for mm-hmm. the for the most part. Um, I, yeah. yeah. And I don't, I, I, I try not to be this person, but um, the actress Tao Okamoto, who played uh, Mariko, she was captivating oh, the yeah. entire mm-hmm. time. Totally. Just her face, her elegance, her... Her carriage on st- on on set. I don't I don't know. Um, to me, whenever she was on screen, I was just enthralled. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much of that was her performance, how much of that was my being a guy. But it was it no. Was I think to watch. I think it was purposeful because, and we can get into the plot. But that's one of her things about Wolverine is she has a calming effect on him. So I think the fact that she has that on us too is just part of the plot. Mm-hmm. And she just has more character. I mean. It, she's very tropey also like this whole movie is very tropey but yeah, yeah. she gets more screen time than honestly Jean did in mm-hmm. all of the x-men movies you know she's and more kind interesting of, yeah we know her better becomes yeah. more interesting and you kind of learn more about her childhood and stuff like we never learned anything about Jean gray's childhood up until like the last x-men movie mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you know, I don't know. They kind of just, uh, even though they were sticking to some really bad damsel tropes with her, I still thought that she oh. was a little bit more characterized. And she kind of had that, 
you know, come up and or uh, not a comeuppance, but like kind of came into her own power as the film went along and you kind of see more to her. I mean, she did have the damsel thing going, but she also defeats the bad guy in the end. So she does, yeah. And she go she goes on to be the most powerful person in Japan right. or whatever she says. So yeah. honestly, like this is why I like um, Mariko in the comics a lot too. And I think that this was a good translation of her. Um, I could not fathom what the deal with her and Logan <laughs> was. Cause I feel like their chemistry is always like a little strange. Cause you're like, Logan, <laughs> like she's out of your league, bud. <laughs> like just let it go. But in this movie, she wasn't. And it was kind of she's, she's used to reserved, introspective men who don't emit emote emotions right and wolverine is wolverine is a short hairy hot mess and she's like that's interesting <laughs> yeah it's, it's, I guess like, that it's, makes sense. it's not immediate though like it, it i feel yeah. like it genuinely comes out of their interactions and yeah. her growing more uh-huh. invested in his fate and his well-being i think right. so too so, yeah i so, think that this was to compare that to Jean, just to keep rubbing it in Jean's face, sadly, um, <laughs> like their relationship in this movie is much more interesting and uh, kind of makes more sense than him just being in love with Jean because he saw her. Yeah, that you was know? And, and the first X Men. When? Why? Why are they an interest? Other than being hot for each other, what? What did? How did they ever connect? And why was it so important? You know. And what well, is you... this obsession with the dead girl? You know, like this like whole societal thing of Jean Grey being the haunting dead woman who hurt you in the past. You know, like that. All of that stuff is kind of what is so frustrating about Jean. And don't get me wrong, like I still love to see her in this movie because I just love to see Jean <laughs> anytime she shows up, pretty much. But uh, it just, yeah, their their chemistry is good, but at the same, and it seems a little bit more age appropriate. I'm not sure how old Mariko is in this movie, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of off putting because it's like, so the only thing that's happened is you have had fights with each other. You killed Jean, like all of these things. None of those are relationship. <laughs> like mm-hmm. none of those are a loving situation. Like that's actually just, you know, we talked about it in like the previous episodes about how off putting, I guess the Wolverine and Jean setup is in these movies because you're questioning the whole time. Like, where does this come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why is he suddenly in love with her? And right. this movie kind of continued that. And then also it's like, why is she like the person who's haunting you now? You know, like she gets more dialogue in this situation, which is kind of depressing. So yeah, I got to say, I liked, uh, I liked Mariko. <laughs> I've always, uh, I, I've talked with someone there. There's a friend of the show who podcasts regularly about Wolverine um, over at the podcast that goes snicked. And uh, he and I are, uh, we've talked about it somehow the Gene Logan relationship in the comics always feels kind of weird and kind of forced. And it's actually much less prevalent in the comics than it is in the other media. So whenever it happens in other media, it's kind of hard to figure out what story to base it on other than, and then I saw her face and now I'm a believer, you know, it's just like that. That's really all there is to it. They saw each other and like something clicked in the hormones and now they must be together. I um, like the fact that they are just around each other and super want to bone each other. Like there's something really uh, endearing about that <laughs> to me, but yeah. also it's kind of, I mean, cause there's like, 
people that you have those weird connections with in life, you know, where it's just like, this could never work out. It's totally weird. And I don't really know what to say about it, but, (laughs) but if it happened, yeah, I mean, let's face it. Wolverine's all about the pheromones. So that makes sense. And, and, and Cyclops is really boring. Cyclops is really boring. So that's where that makes sense. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to, you want a more um, ferocious, hairy man in your life, I guess. And so, the idea that he'll just always pay attention because Scott yeah. barely pays attention. Right. And even on. in these, even in the, I mean, we, we're already talking about X-Men one and two again, over and over again, but like <laughs> even in those movies, Scott was this creepy possessive boyfriend guy. So it's like, it kind of makes sense that. Do, so do you think it's more interesting? Do you think it's driven by her psychic stuff? Like she's actually, mm. she can sense Wolverine having a more, I don't know, a, just a different kind of attraction and interest for her than Scott ever did. And she just, is drawn by that like she's in his mind and she's attracted to what she sees yeah absolutely because i think that there's always that oh he's like the bad boy or something and i think that gene's a lot more complicated than that you know she's not really the person who goes for that and it's not like she's just so so bored in her relationship with scott (laughs) because they fight with each other all of the time so that has to keep things kind of interesting frustrating (laughs) at least frustrating but it's just like you know, there is a, there is definitely a passion between Gene and Scott, you know, and you can't ever really deny that after you like read the comics. But at the same time, you know, you see somebody like Wolverine who is so into her, you know, in so many ways that Scott just doesn't even see. Like he doesn't even notice certain things about Gene. And Wolverine is like picking up on all of that, you know. So I think that it has and she knows that. And I think that that has a lot to do with their attraction. So that's why I sometimes I'm like, all right, I can see it. You know, uh, I can't mm-hmm. see what's happening in this movie, though. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, well, but I do love her appearance in this movie, her appearances yes. in this movie. And so if you can. OK, yeah. X-Men one and two and three failed at telling us why they like each other. But let's just assume they do like each other. Oh, their chemistry is like off the charts. You see these scenes and you're just like, good God. Yeah, so they're telling us they like each other and he had to kill her. So I really love that, okay, she's not in it, but he's in it or arguing with himself, taking her form, you know, because when we dream, we're just dreaming about ourselves anyway, blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) uh, that's what I think it is. I don't think she's like a ghost or anything. But um, yeah, all those scenes are great, especially like how they're not like they're kind of tender and kind of hot but then they're also somewhat horrifying sometimes <laughs> like when he's yeah you know she's just like oh why'd you kill me then i can't remember what she said but not, all of a sudden he looks down and like it's he's got late. his claws in her yeah it's the yeah. first time she shows up is like this tender thing and then yeah. suddenly she's dying in front cool. of him and I, I kind of come down similar to where you are mike it's it's like okay it is a weird trope to like you know always be mooning over the 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 girl you lost and yet it's also something that happens really real for people to mourn over their lost lost loved ones yeah um so the idea that like he had to kill the woman that he loved and now he's just really not sure what to do with himself and he's even taken a vow not to have violence again he's like i killed gene i'm never gonna kill again Mm-hmm. Um, it lasts for twelve seconds, <laughs> right? It lasts well, long it, enough to grow that beard. Yeah, it yes. lasted. It lasted a full beard plus twelve seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Well, honestly, I do definitely buy certain parts of their relationship, and I do definitely buy that even after all of X three happened, you would still be like, God, though, Jean, uh, Jean, <laughs> she's like the yeah. one. I, I'm cool with them um, carrying that 
into this movie um, because, like, you would think if she is the one and he killed her, then he'd have some mental issues with that. So it was good I that they I think that about him. Did Still, I think that she's getting ripped off again. <laughs> well, well, yeah. As a character, yeah. Yeah, Death sure. As a character, she's getting of course. Off, yeah. She's not even in this movie. No. It, it does It does give us, the one added benefit is it gives us a connection to the other films. Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, without Jean Grey nothing there, else. <laughs> there's nothing about this that says it's part of the same franchise. Until mid-credits. Until, yeah. Until mid-credits. <laughs> so yes. the mid- oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny, like these, if you, you could do really, you could ignore first class in a way, except for the mid-credits though, too. So like, if you wanted to only care about the Singerverse stuff, you could do one, two, three, Origins, this movie, and Logan, and skip the weird continuity of all the first class stuff. Right. Um, except for the mid credits on this movie drawing you until. into those <laughs> until the first class stuff. So, ah, mm-hmm. so close. Just, just turn <laughs> this movie off before the credits. That's all. Or after the credits start rolling. Well, yeah, I was actually credits, thinking about it. doesn't even like serve a purpose. It's like, okay, cool. Well, the X-Men exist, I guess. <laughs> like, if you think about it, it doesn't really do a whole lot for the next film either. No, like, it yeah. doesn't. It makes kind of no sense, but it's just, it it's, it's literally just a tease. It They're just like, tells nope, you that Magneto has his powers movie. back. Yep. And yep. for some and, and and Xavier's alive. Professor X fakes his own death even in cinema. <laughs> he just jumped to another body that looked exactly like Patrick Stewart. Hilarious. Yeah. Like a like a <laughs> shinier, smoother Patrick Stewart. Somehow. I don't know what was going on in that scene, but he just seemed a little bit I don't know. Yeah, that was strange. Was okay, we just jumped to the end of this movie. I guess this episode's <laughs> over. Okay, anyway. And that's it. It's been nice. <laughs> the shortest no, episode this- so far. Since we're there, I was I was thinking about it, and um, and I think I lost what I was going to say. Oh, um, never mind. I'll, if that thought comes back in my brain, I'll say it again. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile. At the beginning so, of the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to the beginning of the movie. So we've got we've got um, the Yashida clan. Oh, Master Yashida, the head of the Yashida clan, um, and he is saved by Wolverine. Ridiculous. Great scene, though. He gets this really weird hero worship, hero envy, um, hero psychosis, like complex, all mixed together. A thing for Logan, and he does not work it out in his whole life. (laughs) I just want to be him. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and 70 years later, he's still on that case. He's still like, what's up with Logan? Why doesn't he ever call me? But that whole scene, too, is just like, all right, you know, if you got hit by like that bomb, you'd still be radioactive for a really long time, right? <laughs> like, come on. He just, he just schluffs it off. It's part of he his healing factor. It off. Yeah, his healing factor rejects radiation. <laughs> well, you know, it probably does. It's just subatomic particles bombarding your cells, right? Right. Your cell membranes break down and his get right back up again. (laughs) It's fine. And also he saves somebody. (laughs) Oddly didn't damage his brain either because we all know now that if you shoot him in the head, he forgets everything. Right. Right. And he didn't have an adamantium skull in that well. So that's weird. This beginning part was not. <laughs> no, it was not cool anyway. Quite, Forget right? the science. I still liked it. It looked good. Right. I liked the. I liked the. Uh, the. Uh, the whole World War II business and all that. That was fun and mm-hmm. seeing flashbacks. I do wonder if he actually remembers this guy. I don't know that they explicitly say whether he does or not. Oh. Why would he remember this guy? Right. <laughs> he shouldn't, should he? No, right, but yeah. but he doesn't say. Oh, I remember him. 
and the girl presents the information. So maybe he's just like, well, I'm assuming she's right because I don't remember and I'm going to go. But He just plays everything by ear. <laughs> yeah, but I, I want to go back and see, like watch it again and like pay attention to it because like, yeah, does he just go along with it? I came back to say goodbye to somebody. Um, he didn't want to. He no. didn't want to go see a goodbye to Master Yashida, but he's like, okay, I guess I'll go for a day. Yeah. It would have been cool if there was a line like, I don't even know who you're talking about or something like that, but (laughs) there wasn't. So I never was sure if he knew who this dude was. Right. He really shouldn't. No. (laughs) Because of Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool and getting shot in the head. Dear God. Just the people say the comics are complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but he didn't get shot in the head because Deadpool went back in time and shot Deadpool in the head. Oh man, this is really getting hard. Oh, this is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just saw a tumbleweed. <laughs> uh, so we, I don't know. We've all, I spent a long time for me, but we've read the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller mm-hmm. miniseries. And yes. that's not where the bear thing happens from though. Isn't Isn't that from a different series? Yeah. I mean, that was Wolverine's from an Alan, had to, that was from an Alan Davis thing or something, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't I think know. I've, I've read it. He's like wandered up on things that needed to be put down yeah. before, and it's always like, "Gosh, darn yeah. it!" Yeah, <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm glad I don't have claws because I don't want to have to put things down all the time. I know, I, dude. I, I tar- you know, the, the bear gets shot by the arrows, but isn't dead, and so Wolverine puts him out of his misery. And I turn to my son, I was like, "Do you understand why he killed the bear?" And he's like, "Because the bear asked him to." The bear yeah. put his claws out. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. The bear asked Wolverine to kill him. <laughs> right? Wolverine communicates uh, not just with Wolverines, <laughs> but also. <yeah>. Well, he <laughs> can only howl at the moon so often. <laughs> so oh then we're introduced to uh, 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 Yukio. Yukio. This yeah. was weird and interesting. I, I She was cool. I liked her a lot. Absolutely. I think that she is not the same as the comic Yukio, but she is still pretty fun. Yukio is the one who buddied around on the roof just having good old gal pal times with Storm, right? Oh, yeah. So you'll mostly know Yukio from gal pal times, but also uh, from just being the most bonkers wild card I've ever seen. And this she's kind of more of the plucky sidekick, um, Mm -hmm. which is you know, fun to watch. It's a lot more tropey again, but uh, in the comics, Yukio is just like truly off the rails and will do pretty much whatever. She's like this character that every time she shows up, you're like, what, what's going on? (laughs) Like, what are you going to do? What's happening? Uh, I no longer feel safe. I don't think that you have my best interests in mind. (laughs) Uh, And also you're always making out with Storm, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she like I don't know I love the comic version of her but then also I couldn't really be mad about this one and I was like oh well, it's close enough I guess um, <clears throat> but they kind of miss a few key elements and I would say just that like that wild card side she, of her she skews a little younger in this right yeah she seems a lot younger uh, she's like a sidekick it's cute yeah. you know we've seen it but very formidable though like oh they yeah don't, they don't slack off on her ability to kick some butt at all and, 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 and we get the whole that. series of movies about her and wolverine just like buddying around the world and <laughs> and jet <just laughs> setting and plane hopping that would have been so cool. they have. yeah that would have been fun been pretty great um it, it's always so fun whenever they show up in the comic together because wolverine 
really does try to be so stoic and Yukio, uh, you just can't really be stoic around Yukio. So because of comics and other things, you know, she keeps on saying that she's his bodyguard. Mm -hmm. And I know Japanese for bodyguard is Yojimbo because Mm -hmm. of Usagi Yojimbo. Yep. (laughs) And so, you know, somewhere there's Wolverine and Yukio Yojimbo, the, (laughs) the, the power mutant, you know, not couple, but you know, still pair. <laughs> yeah, but that—that's uh, just a series of films I would have loved to see. It kind of gets promised at the end and then never happens because we immediately skip two years later to the end of the film. And yeah, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's an uh, an uh, a cut scene where like she presents him the yellow costume too. <gasps> no, in she the, doesn't. In the plane, that plane scene, the two of them in the end, and oh. he's like, "Where do you want to go?" And he's like, "I don't know," or something like that. There is a part. And you can find it on YouTube where she hands him a box and he opens it and it's got the yellow mask and gloves and he looks at her like, yeah, right. Uh huh. So that could have been potentially fun, whatever they were planning, but then they cut it. So I don't know. Yeah, because the last <laughs> shot of them sitting there in the seats, just kind of like staring forward, it kind of goes like a couple seconds too long. Uh-huh. Yeah, just, like... I thought that was such a weird cut. I was <laughs> yeah. looking at yeah. it like, okay. So there's supposed um... to be a costume presentation right there and they got rid of it. How strange. Yeah. Cause they could have just totally gotten rid of the mid credit sequence instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Although I'll admit that mid credit sequence totally built my hype when it happened. Sure. Cause the next film is only the next summer, like days of future past is coming. And we know that when this comes out right. and then that happens, it's like, Oh, Sentinels. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, but there doesn't seem to be any connectivity with that scene. But I guess we could talk about that next movie because yeah, no, you're a right. long time. <laughs> it does almost nothing for the next film. Um, so we have the whole Yashida political drama with Mariko's father Shingen, and I always got the the impression from the Miller comic that Shingen was just a pile of trash, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really do much to redeem himself in this, although no. he acts a little bit better most of the time. Right. Yeah, he's uh, so he wasn't too fun in that comic. <laughs> we're talking about uh, her dad, right? Mm-hmm. No, that, is so, it? She is gets it her, her dad? dad. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Right. Not her grandfather, who seems to be less trashy, although he ends up being trashy. Yeah. yeah. And, and my son called it. He's like, as soon as the guy like rises up on the bed to see Logan, he's like, this guy's evil, right? And I'm like, <laughs> hmm. Why do hmm. you say that, Keenan? <laughs> because the elderly be, right? are coded to always be evil in Ooh. movies like this. Or because somebody has to be behind the scenes plotting all some plot that we haven't come across yet. That's right. There had to be something. <laughs> uh, we're also introduced to my least favorite, probably, character in this. Although I'm not saying I hate her, but it's just my least favorite of Dr. Green slash Viper. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, eh. Just kind of, eh, you know, like she did an okay job doing what they gave her to do, but like that's not, and I don't really need like, you know, the leader of Hydra or anything in this movie, but right. no. it was just kind of weird. It was just like, what, what is this? Who is this? Okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I actually thought that she was really funny <laughs> through the whole movie because yeah. it was just such a overplayed femme fatale role. And as uh-huh. you say, I think the actor did actually pretty good with yeah. those lines because, uh, she had to really work to make them <laughs> be fun and they are kind of fun, but uh-huh. it definitely, you know, none of us like Hydra, you know, we don't want to see Hydra in this movie all of a sudden yeah. for no reason. Right. Like, that would be really and, weird. And we kind of don't, you know, like it's like, they don't really give her 
They're like, no. oh, viper, snake stuff. Got it. Right. <laughs> That's she's about just a all they have. unrelated character somehow. I think she didn't bother me pretty much at all this viewing but like the first time i saw this movie i was like that's not viper what are they yeah. doing who's Vi- who is this this is weird <laughs> but now i'm fine with it yeah she was kind of funny in this i thought it was pretty funny i don't know i viper is a any like, hydra member is a rough delight character and <laughs> i was kind of like the bow and arrow guy to fight in the end i guess pretty much yeah exactly but um I don't know. I thought that it was still pretty funny. She had some pretty good lines. <laughs> she is one of the few characters who gets used both in the X-Men franchise and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is that right? She is in season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's oh. right. I forgot about that. I bet you she doesn't squirt venom and pull her skin off. <laughs> no. That although I, I liked the skin. I mean, if we're going to do the whole snake thing, they didn't really... Yeah. I liked the effects and the look of her shedding her skin. Yeah. Uh, it was very creepy, which I didn't like. But in retrospect, <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be creepy. So well done. Good job. Because it creeped me out. <laughs> totally. And she really kept that wig on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she made it work. She's a professional. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen her in, I guess, like anything. I don't really remember that actor. I don't. Uh, I forgot that she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D or that the character was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, <laughs> it caught me by surprise, and she is not necessary in this movie. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of funny. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I, I think, you know, even though Keenan totally ruins it, like, uh, I think they were trying to make it so you'd think that she's the bad guy. Right. She is, of course. Well, yeah, she's the when, <laughs> when really, what's-his-face is the real bad guy, bad guy the whole time. Right. Henchman. And They're we like, thought he was dead. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of other characters She's a red herring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We didn't really need her, I guess. No. You know, the, the script really plays things out with the double entendres of, like, you know, still working for Yashida, fulfilling Yashida's dying wish, all this stuff that, like, until you've seen the film, totally works with the expectation that Yashida <laughs> is dead. But then once you've seen the film, it's all like, oh, we're still working for Yashida and we're doing what he wants us to do. We can't tell it to you, but that's what we're actually talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So the I thought that, you know, there were there was some s- subtle use of double entendres that I thought it, it kind of adds some rewatch value to the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost easier to understand the plot once you know what the plot's going to be. <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh but so, yeah, I don't know. I liked all the uh, – that's where we're getting into the Miller and Claremont stuff, I guess, right? All this – Yeah. The Japanese, uh, the families and the feuding and the – Silver Samurai. Oh, God. <laughs> that's the worst part of this movie. But I liked I liked the bits, although in retrospect or in hindsight, and you can't blame them for this yet, I guess, but – I like the parts where the funeral, the fight at the funeral was really cool. The train scene was really cool. Um, but it's weird that we have two Wolverine movies in a row where his powers suck. You know? Yeah. It's like, why, like, <laughs> why I don't know. can't you give him a movie where he can just like go off the whole time? Yeah. Because like, Logan, you know, by design, his powers suck because he's old and dying. Mm-hmm. But then they did it with this movie, too, by artificial means. And it's like, oh, so now we kind of have like... Hugh Jackman limping around two movies in a row, but uh, and always being in pain and always, always being making in pain. pain face. Yeah, 
But it was kind of a cool <laughs> scene anyway, though, where like they're he gets shot and then like like it must still work on some level because he's still up and running after he's been shot you know yeah but he's just like dizzy and stuff and i don't know i kind of like that whole the cinematography and all that on this whole business where you know these guys assassins are trying to kill him and he's sort of like falling over like he's drunk and there's like the dude with the bow and arrow like kind of helping him out behind the scenes and Mm -hmm. yeah that was a whole exciting bit yeah, I think that a lot of this stuff, it's like super lifted, like the funeral fight on the train fight, you know, mm-hmm. the guy helping, you know, is totally like the drunken angel, like the uh-huh. uh, Wolverine, like, oh, my powers aren't working, you know, that's totally all of this stuff we've seen a lot of times, but kind of throwing it together and having like Wolverine be the person who's guiding you through it is kind mm-hmm. of funny <laughs> yeah. and fun, you know. Yeah. And the, they looked good. And also the, the movie had like a massive budget compared to a lot yeah. of movies, you know, that it drew um, uh, homage from. But it was, uh, uh, $132 million. <laughs> Yeah, so they went all the way, you know. And then, of course, this I think they were talking about, you know, this is where like his diet was out of uh, control. So he's like completely ripped like the entire Yeah, time. I guess he consulted. This is the movie where he consulted uh, The Rock on, right. how to, on how to bulk up. Right. That's like a famous. That's like a famous, like you know, behind the scenes thing that Hugh Jackman consulted with The Rock on how many pancakes to eat every day or whatever. <laughs> so he's super ripped in this one, though he was pretty ripped in the last one too. But yeah, in the in the Origins film, he comes out of the water. Remember, and he's like, Rawr. yeah, yeah. But I guess he's even bigger now. So yeah, or as of this movie, um, um, there's one character in this. I think he's the only bad guy to actually survive the film, but Nobuto. The mm-hmm. um, the fiance of Monaco mm-hmm. and his oh, okay. in the comics, he's a pretty big player in the Wolverine miniseries. Mm-hmm. And there's the 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 whole the whole crux of one of the big cruxes of that story is um, nobility and being worthy and how like and his name in the comics is Nobu and how Nobu is like worthy to have the sword but every time you see him you you like get proof after proof after proof he's not really worthy right but by like the political rules of society he's worthy and wolverine meanwhile has to prove himself because he's gaijin and he you know ends up being worthy but one thing that i i have no idea how intentional it was on claremont's part the word noble gets used a lot in that comic and his name is Noburu, which mm-hmm. is basically a transliteration and the word noble pronounced Japanese-ishly. Um, and so I just I, I wonder if that was like, did they really just name this guy noble but pronounce it with Japanese syllables? Um, and they they modify his name slightly in the film, uh Noburu instead of Noburu. Mm-hmm. But I don't um anyways, it's just one of those things. This is the guy that got tossed in the pool we're talking about? Yeah. How do you know there's a pool down there? I did it. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> I totally thought I killed the guy. You have ten words and then I'm going to kill someone. Dude, that was that? so Nine. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of really fun action movie parts to mm-hmm. this, for sure. Which is like what we're here for, pretty much. But you know? So it was nice. I really do like all the low-key... Like after the train and all that we were just talking about and she takes him to the vet to get him healed, he hangs out with her and she teaches him like, you know, the tea. I don't know if it was tea or rice or whatever they were doing, like how to freaking relax and eat correctly and like just hang and help the villagers with this tree. And like, (laughs) 
I liked all that slow, like just chilling and getting to know each other business a lot too, and which is kind of unusual for a comic book movie. And for a Logan movie, really, or yeah. a Logan story, even. Yeah, That's, it was, this is why Mariko always stands out to me as being like one of the only people that Wolverine actually had a healthy connection with. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't ever happen <laughs> in the comics, really, at all. Yeah. Um, but Mariko was always different. She was always this one that he could really connect with, and the peaceful side of him comes mm-hmm. out. You know, mm-hmm. in a way that we never, ever see with him and Jean. <laughs> or Silver Fox. Or Silver Fox. Really, with any of his girlfriends, yeah, most right. of whom want to kill him after they stop dating. <laughs> right, right. Um, Mariko after they die in his arms, they come back to life and want to kill him. Yes, yeah. all of the time. Uh, Mariko is kind of the one, I guess, <laughs> whenever well, I read back Wolverine's yeah. story. I'm always kind of impressed Marriage with material. her. Mm-hmm. She really is. It's, you messed it up, Logan. <laughs> Again. It is a little bit weird in the comics whenever they decide not to get married because she first makes the decision to not get married when she's under Mastermind's influence. Uh-huh. And then she like sticks to those guns for a while. And yeah. I don't think that part of the saga was ever really written very clearly to understand why that was happening. But that's just me. Um, just I, as stubborn as he is, basically. It seems like she just arbitrarily is like, no, I'm already on this path. Like, no. Right. <laughs> hey, sometimes human very, beings just get scared, okay? That's true. And then they come up with a reason to not be happy. That's right. It it was very convenient that Logan woke up and got dressed and wandered out of the house just as she was getting kidnapped. Uh, (laughs) That was pretty great. Well, they're like, okay, there's been a lot, there's been a long, a lot of non-action here. We got to pick this thing up again and go to the last mm-hmm. act people people besides mike are going to start complaining about this stuff so can you imagine if you were it's like wolverine every single time he ever has sex in his life within six hours that woman is going to get kidnapped <laughs> <laughs> or potentially stabbed because he has a nightmare yeah totally how many women Good has God. he killed yeah. i really liked really really liked when they were like laying in bed and she's like sort of stroking his claws and helping him calm down and talk yeah, to him. And he, that was he's so like cool. he's like adrenaline rushing and she's I think it's the most real the claws have ever looked. Mm-hmm. Because part of that is that the real world is interacting with them. Right. Um, yeah. But my favorite line in this film, by far, is she wants to know if you would like the dungeon, the nurse's office. <laughs> Or the mission to Mars. Right. (laughs) And it's mission to Mars time, kids. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was a really nice scene uh, between those two. When when they almost killed her? Yeah, when they almost killed her. (laughs) And that's the part where they're like, she still really doesn't know what he is, doesn't really trust him. Yeah. And uh, he's just now realizing that his healing factor is not working. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> Mariko. <clears throat> well, unfortunately, I think we're now progressing to the part of the movie that seems to just fail for me. And I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we're trying know what not happened. to. <laughs> I think we're trying not to, but it's like, I, I just don't know. Like, I tried to give it more credit this time. Like, why did I hate it so much the first time? And I didn't hate it as much this time, I guess, because you know it's coming. But like, CGI giant silver samurai sucking... L- mutant powers out of his claw thing just seems <laughs> stupid i don't know like i just don't like it yeah it's and ridiculous. it it kind of flies in the face of 
what I thought was cool about the rest of the movie, which seemed to be, I don't want to say grounded because they're, you know, fighting on high speed railways and stuff, but like, it seemed to be more, it's a very tonal shift. It's a big tonal shift. Yeah. It's a big tonal comic bookie over the top shift. And it's just like, wow, you guys, you couldn't just make it through the whole movie doing what you were doing. You decided at the last minute to panic and give us this crazy comic bookie villainous CGI nonsense. I don't know. Yeah, who's way less scary? The silver oh. samurai in the comic is pretty terrifying, and then you yeah. see him in this movie, and it's like, okay, yeah, I guess, it's a video game. I don't know. I guess yeah. this is who we're fighting. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, Sarah, but can you give a quick rundown of what his shtick is in the comics? Because I don't really know him that well. Oh. And not too much. I have like vague memories. I know that he's part of that whole Yashida clan situation. Um, and he's Mariko's cousin, from what I remember. I think uh-huh. he has an enchanted sword. Yeah. But oh, the all black in blade all, or whatever. Yeah. So I remember a lot of that. And he always, of course, every time he shows up, honor insults Wolverine to his face, you know, all of that kind of stuff, challenging people to duels left and right <laughs> every time I've ever seen him. But As one does. Yes, naturally. But he's also one of those characters that when he shows up, you know that it's serious. You know, he shows up in like the New Uh Mutants or something. And there's a big tonal shift there where you're like, oh, no, this guy who like could almost beat Wolverine is now against these teenagers. They don't stand a chance. He's like the last page of a it's like the death stroke for the X-Men or something like that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely a little bit. Oh, no, this guy's here again. Totally. Uh oh, this is going to be a whole thing. And <laughs> he's definitely kind of fallen out of the waist. Like you don't see him too much that now. I haven't seen him in a comic in a while. I'm that, as I say, I'm kind of avoiding a lot of comics right now. But uh, I haven't seen him. But whenever he would show up in the '80s, I do remember uh, in that whole New Mutants era in the X Men and stuff like that. You always knew that somebody was going to engage in a really epic sword fight while he was there. And in this, doesn't he not even use a sword? Like it's no, he does. He has like a sword, but it's like a cartoon sword. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a big giant flamey sword that cuts his adamantium claws off. Yeah, he had a sword that could cut Wolverine's claws off, I think, in the comic, but it was like a sword. (laughs) I think it's it's a it's adamantium because this whole thing is made of adamantium, but it's heated adamantium, so it's gonna melt through his claws. By the way, like butter. If we're keeping track of continuity, when does that get fixed? Because it does, and we don't know. Uh, no, 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 it does not. He still has what? bone claws next movie. Not in Logan, though. No, not in Logan. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to pay attention to if they fix it and how and when. But Oh, wait, he has bone claws in the next movie because of time travel. And, yeah, right. Yeah, because it's in the past before Adamantium. Yeah. Right. And then they uh, just forget. <laughs> and they just okay, totally my marbles forget. just all fell on the floor. Okay. So that's another. I was just saying, like you could you could skip the 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 first class people, and you could just watch these straight and have a singer verse. But that still doesn't work because Logan has metal claws in Logan. So but I like the first <laughs> class movies. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to skip them. I'm just saying those movies are what really bonkers up the continuity bad. It is, so it if you, bonkers it up. If it if it bothers you, you could just skip them and mostly watch these movies and be okay for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah, my biggest memory of Silver Samurai is that he was in that Marvel team up issue with the not yet ready for primetime players. The one where <laughs> Spider-Man teams up with Saturday That's Night right. Live. I forgot about that. Because that happens in the seventies. Right. That's right. Why not? Well, 
if you are a samurai, a silver samurai fan, and I'm sure <laughs> some people out there must be, like I'm, I'm sure, sure you were devastated by this portrayal. <laughs> but I'm not a I don't care about him that much. So it's less about them getting the character wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more upset about them getting Viper wrong than Silver Samurai. But sure. uh, it's they're just both more scary, about it, it's like that's just, kind of in the comics they're scary yeah. and in this they're not. <laughs> right, but it's just more about how just over the top and silly it all was kind of i don't know oh like whenever logan has to reach his hand into his own heart and tear part of it out i'm still cool with i'm i'm still cool with the movie up to that point i'm cool with the movie even up to the point where they're shooting him with a thousand arrows because that's straight out of the miller (laughs) thing uh it was funny to me because he's like pulling his own heart out essentially and his like uh eyes are like crossing (laughs) Uh he he, he did like pain face to the max on that part I, I was mean, that, just cracking up. That's that's one problem with a uh, healing factor is it still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Kina was talking about that too, and the, and he's like, oh my gosh, he that, that had to hurt him so much. It's because he heals for it, but he doesn't hurt. And like that's true. That was a nuclear bomb that just you know burnt his back off. <laughs> um, speaking of the scene where he pulls his heart out. Okay, so it's weird. They emphasize and emphasize and emphasize that Yukio is never wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did then die. He and but yeah, they never come back and say, "Oh, you were right." Instead, it's just like, "Oh, you were wrong that time." <laughs> I, I <laughs> you must be like wrong it, all the times. So. Oh well, I, I, I thought we were like just supposed to invalidated her. Like, oh, I never, I didn't feel that way. I just thought we just assumed that that's how she was right because he did die. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I would have liked a line. Saying, yeah. No, your power does work because I did yeah. die. I just came back. <laughs> you want him to like pat her on the head and be like, "Good job. You weren't wrong." Not like that, <laughs> but you know, just the way that says, "I don't know." Yeah, I get it. No, do that makes work sense. After all, yeah, they didn't really follow up on it. So if you're not paying attention, then maybe they assume that she's wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's mostly to me. As soon as he wakes up in that uh, in the adamantium uh, lock thing, and like Viper's teasing him, and then the big samurai wakes up and. <laughs> That's when it all just kind of tanks for me. Like, wow, this is just completely different and sort of weird. <laughs> were they were they throwing in some random um, gay coding for Viper right there at the end, where she's like, but she's like, I'm not interested in men or whatever, and I yeah. was like, oh, and then I was like, girl, she is like literally the Nazi leader, <laughs> like you yeah. can't like you stop shipping Viper with people. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> She's a Nazi, but uh, yeah, it seemed like they were a little bit, and it was kind of funny also to me. Like, that was a very queer-coded moment. And uh, was, that the, was that the briefest crush ever? Oh, wait, she's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's a Nazi. yeah. Not a, I don't know. Is she in this movie? But um, no, I don't think she is. Not really. She's just an evil doctor. But she's thing. like based on a Nazi, and that's like too close to comfort for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's all like really strange. Um, that part was just hilarious, and also sometimes they just uh, just uh, so tropey to give like any female villain kind of that like lesbian ish kind of vibe all of a sudden to be like evil. <laughs> Yeah. You can tell she's evil. She's not interested in men. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, honestly, okay. that that's that's a Western literature trope, isn't it? Totally. Yeah, hundred percent. You see that everywhere. That's in so 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 many things. Well, she could be not interested in anybody, for all we know. She could but they be. don't but they don't say that. So But she's dressing like she is. She's got a nice outfit. <laughs> well, going. That's she's like she knows out how to on use the it. <laughs> 
And that way, when she goes to kiss him, they let her, and then she kills him. She's like, Fasa! Yeah. <laughs> how, how is that again? <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest part to me. She's like, <laughs> Yeah. She is oh, literally man. hissing at people at the end of this movie. Yeah, I really did. I don't know. It's it's sometimes I don't understand my own likes, and I'm just like, do I like that just because it's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, <laughs> or do I genuinely like it? And Viper yeah. was one of those characters for me in this movie where yeah. I'm like, do I like her, or do I just think that this is like the funniest funniest thing that could possibly happen? How about both? <laughs> it could know. be both. Yeah. I guess she did a good job. I don't know. It's true. Her line delivery was on point. I can't. I've never heard that. of her before. Uh, I looked at her filmography and I, I recognize like Tinker Tailor Spy or whatever it's called. Oh, she's but I Russian. Haven't, wow. Yeah, yeah. She's a Russian actor and she's been in Russian film. But cool. I don't know of any of the other stuff that she's been in. Bring her back. <laughs> she was good in this movie. She was pretty cool. <laughs> it's so funny the things that I decide to like out of movies. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I kind of like her. Um, but <laughs> she was so minor to the plot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of pointless. Um, well, it's like she doesn't get a line until like they shift the storyline. Until <laughs> she, like, she tortures the bow and arrow guy. Why do I keep calling him that? I don't know what his name is. Who is that guy? <laughs> oh, he had a name. Oh, um, Ken, Kenuchio. <laughs> Kenuchio Harada. Right? Yeah. That sounds right. Harada is what they keep calling him. Yeah. Har- Which Harada. I clued in on because he's the valiant bad guy. Yeah, if you oh. read comics, tell you no. how about. I do. No, he's the Silver Samurai. Oh, he's the Silver Samurai in right. the comics. In the comics. Uh, not in this uh, movie. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. So he was her former lover, or did they make that up? Um, yeah, I think that that's a whole different thing in this movie. I don't... Yeah, he's related to her in the comics, right? Yeah, they're like cousins, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to read real fast, but I can't do that. So no, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> I'm also like, Claremont's a weird guy, so we don't really know what was going on. Could have been a lover and a, and a cousin. Who knows? Who knows with this guy sometimes. But <laughs> Hey, his first appearance is Daredevil. He's not even an X-Men. That's right. Though. Yeah, that's right. He's a Daredevil villain. Anyway. <laughs> Claremont, what are you trying to get away with here? Yeah, I guess that crazy. was probably like a Miller thing. Oh, uh, could be, you know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, the, the story ends with a whimper. It just then, goes. Although she does, I did like that she kills him. That's kind of cool. That was fun. I did like it's that. Like, it's I like watched her, my it's grandfather kinda, die. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like her taking her destiny literally. You know, uh-huh. And kill, she kills him with Wolverine's claws. That was yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> well, he okay. She's always her. improvising. <laughs> She's so smart. The the drilling into his claws though was like enough to give me shivers. Ooh. I don't really get the logic behind it except like I don't either. The marrow of your bones is like what makes your blood and stuff. So maybe there's like special cellular structures in there. <laughs> I don't know. But like he was sucking out his mutant juice from the bones. It's like, yeah. dude, your it's crush has gone too far. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this ability that you can just steal abilities, especially Yikes. that like that. I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I just stuff drives me nuts i feel like we've covered movies where that's happened before too already but maybe it was a comic book so weird with wolverine they're always trying to do the stuff that doesn't even it like defies logic it defies comprehension you always are kind of wondering what is going on in their heads they all have kind of a cameron hodge crush on wolverine for some reason uh Yes, yeah, just leave the guy alone. <laughs> I thought Cameron right. Hodge and Angel were, were right. 
boy yes. toys for each other in the That's back of college. Like they're a, always trying to steal his power or they're trying to recreate him for their governmental purposes mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, this dude's not even a very good fighter. He gets hurt all the time. Like, yeah. can't we come up with something, <laughs> can't we come up with some more efficient killing machine than Wolverine? Because his whole theory is if he throws his face in first, he'll win the fight. <laughs> you know, like all of us with no healing factor, we never get hurt. And we fight all the, like, like Hawkeye is looking at him going, Shh, dude, you suck. I never <laughs> get slashed or shot ever. Yeah. And you're like, every time you fight somebody, even if it's a guy at a seven 11, you'll get shot, <laughs> but you have a healing factor. So it's okay. Like he's the worst super soldier in a way. Why do they always he try is. and recreate him? That, that's actually a really good point. Cause he does just get completely brutalized every time. he <laughs> Right. Like think of all the other non-powered fighters out there that have to not do that in order and to everybody knows superior. who he is everybody shows up and they're like oh the wolverine oh and you're just and, like unless yeah. he's wearing an eye patch right <laughs> puts on the right. eye patch and no one knows who he is or that or that weird period where he wore like some sort of black stuff over his eyes that i never could figure out what it was <laughs> yeah Marvel presents or whatever i don't yep. know what it was oh it's my like mesh God. Yeah, something. the mesh. I remember that. I remember him having that like do rag that went over his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I like Wolverine, everybody. If you're listening and mad right now, I really like Wolverine a lot. So sorry, <laughs> I went off on a tangent there, but I do like him. I do too, but he's also kind of like that uncle who's a complete wreck, you know. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I've been reading comics long enough; he's never really been my favorite. So whenever he pops up, I'm always just like, "Oh, Uncle Wolverine, you're a total wreck." <laughs> Yeah, you're such a mess, Uncle. We love <laughs> you. Like, but that's what's that's what's fun to read is messes. So that's why that's, a lot of times his stories are really fun. But at the same time, that makes him popular, and then he's everywhere, and everybody gets tired of him. So exactly. Yeah, the only problem with Wolverine is just his oversaturation. Yeah, which is the problem with a lot of popular characters. So and dropping him into all of these stories that he doesn't really have a lot to do with, like in this story where they're talking about. World War Two and uh, Nagasaki, and he's just like, I was there. <laughs> yeah, like, he's at Jesus every war. It's like, really? You, you were you were in Japan during World War Two when we got bombed? Okay. Yep. But was sure. wait wait wait, wasn't he busy with Sabretooth fighting in all the wars? Uh huh. <laughs> I believe where was Sabretooth? Where in that war? Or Sabretooth was in a different hole? I mean, it's a long war. He could have been in multiple places, but it just, it just, I just remembered that, like, we've seen him in World War II already. We've seen that part. Yeah. Yeah. Where was Sabretooth? Because they were, like, tied at the hip in the last movie. I know. It's in the beginning. So he was maybe probably somewhere, being, he was somewhere well, being turned. Yeah. I was going to say, well, I mean, Wolverine is in prison in that well. So maybe Sabretooth is, like, one well over, and they just never got over there, <laughs> and we never saw it. Yeah. That must be it. Yeah. Probably it. He's fact, probably I think, there. I, I think I saw him. He was, yeah. he was just in the next well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Random God. note. Um, sometimes I would pause this film and it would show Patrick Stewart. You know how Amazon Prime, you pause the app and it shows you like who's on the screen right now mm-hmm. and who their actors yeah. are. Patrick yeah. Stewart as Charles Xavier. And I'm like, dude, I'm 15 minutes into this film. You just <laughs> spoiled the ending for whoever's watching this for the first time. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, but it's an ending that doesn't make sense, which we'll, you know, cover next time. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. There's basically um, there's... just uh, more Yukio action shots that were really fun. Um, more Wolverine fighting, but it got less fun over time. And then uh, 
Yeah, I guess just Mariko being kind of like, you could hang out with me if you wanted. <laughs> but there's, I like this too. I like Mariko just being like, you could stay for me. I There is not a chance in hell I'm going anywhere with you. <laughs> like, Yeah. That made her and, different than a lot of Wolverine's girlfriends too. So I really like that. And I like the overall resolve of Jean Grey too, because this I think will be the, well, it's not the last time we see her, but you know. Oh, funk. We do see her again, but... Uh, oh, but, but like, Sarah doesn't I, know where, because she hasn't seen Well, I'm right. sorry. No spoilers. But I'm just saying, if this was the last time we saw her, even though it's not really her, I do like the way they kind of wrapped it up and she walked out the door and kind of made him... Gave him a guilt trip on the way out. Like, he was just <laughs> like... like she didn't. She didn't say, okay, I'm, I'm letting you off the hook. She's kind of like... He's like, I'm sorry, you know, I killed you because you were hurting people. I just really like that scene. Like, I... I finally am, you know, forgiving myself for killing you and you have to walk out the door now because you're a figment of my imagination. <laughs> and Gene's like, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that was really cool. Like, like he, he, he for, if, if this is all his imagination, even still, he's forgiven himself and he's going to move on, but he's also worried that he's not quite over it yet. That was kind of... Well, one thing I appreciated is that they didn't demonize the fact that he had gone on with somebody else. She says it's not going to end well because everyone you love dies. Mm-hmm. But they didn't demonize the fact, how dare you, you know, sleep with this other woman whenever you still love me? Because that would be, I mean, mourning and getting over your lost loved ones is normal. Mm-hmm. Not moving on to other relationships once you've had that mourning, that is less normal. And well, especially so, since he never had a relationship with Gene in the first place. So. Yeah, and yes, Gene's that, totally not the one to talk whenever it comes to that situation. <laughs> they never actually did anything. He just loved her. Yeah, and yeah. she's just like hooking up with people whenever she decides to as well. So I think that that's honestly one of my favorite her legs parts. Around him in the in the last in the last. She 10. sure did, and uh, <laughs> that's uh, to me that's always like one of my most fun parts of Jean is the fact that almost every person in the X Men at some point has a crush on her, and she's always kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty it's great. True. Redhead. Yep, she's she's a definite redhead. Um, she's got the powers. <laughs> yeah, I love Funk in this role. I mm-hmm. wish that she had had more time, <laughs> and I wish that uh, it was a better resolution for Jean more than I wish well, for her sure. because I think that that her as an actor, as we said before, I think that she's a great Jean and she does a really good job. Uh, hitting character beats that aren't even in the script <laughs> so she's pretty good but uh yeah i don't know i was yeah. it was like well bye gene i guess it's it's not a good resolution for gene gray fans but it's a good resolution for wolverine and his guilt over killing her so I yes. think- let's be honest that's the purpose that jane gray served in the films and this right. entire movie for sure yeah oh she doesn't she's not here in this movie it's yeah him. it's, it's all literally just- him talking to himself and being yep. like kind of sexy with himself yeah <laughs> wolverine playing with himself it's like, wow well, this is what goes through your head bud that's pretty messed yeah. up but then yeah. again you did live through department age so i guess i don't know what to say yeah. i honestly thought that it was left a little ambiguous it was left up to the viewer to decide if this was really gene gray's ghost or if this was not gene gray's ghost it can't well i mean it can be because it's comics but it just seemed to me like that would make it on a whole more absurd level like you know, it's kind of the endless thing with Jean too, right? She's never really herself. So every time you see her, it's like through somebody else's eyes or her, you know, her effect on people and what that is as opposed to like, you know, Jean herself. So yeah, was, that was definitely 
true here. I was going to say, I guess you could also decide based on your own belief system, but that my belief system doesn't really apply to the Marvel Universe all that well. So, <laughs> I mean, the Marvel Universe definitely has things that I don't believe in. So it sure. could be it could be her afterlife or something. But the other thing <laughs> is that she was cruel and mean, so it didn't seem like it was her afterlife so much as Wolverine being mean to himself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So if it was actually Jean from heaven trying to talk to Wolverine, I don't think she would have been so jerky. No, Jean is a very nice person. That's something mm-hmm. that we always have to remember about her. Even whenever mm-hmm. she's doing ridiculous genocide, <laughs> you're uh-huh. just like, you're still nice somehow. I don't know how yeah. this works, but... Yeah, go ahead and kill me. It's okay. It's fine. You're, like, really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's so relatable. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, this is what being a Jean Grey fan is. Welcome. <laughs> But I don't know. Uh, Yukio maybe the highlight for me. I thought that she was pretty fun. Um, she had all the best lines. She was pretty cool. I love Yukio in the comics, and even though this isn't the same, I still thought it was probably some of the most entertaining parts. She had the mm-hmm. like kind of the breakthrough fight mm-hmm. scenes. Like you had all of the fight scenes with Logan that you know are going to be what they are, and mm-hmm. they're really fun, of course. But then I thought that hers were really standout as well. So mm-hmm. I thought that she was really good. Um, yeah. And does she have the death seeing power in the comics? I don't remember. I don't remember Yukio having powers, but I, I didn't either. I'm sure that she's a mutant somehow. Abilities, so. superior armed and unarmed fighting abilities, accuracy of the weapon, genius level, intellect, death sense, electricity generation. Ah, oh, death sense. There death you sense. go. It has to be. Okay. Yeah. Um, Her totally just adds to how weird and strange Yu-Gi-Oh is because she knows when your ass is going to die. Like she's yeah. putting you in these chaotic situations and also is, you know, secretly knows whether or not they're going to kill you. And that's bonkers. Uh, and I, and I'm wondering if it like if it's one of those things that it doesn't come in flashes and it also doesn't turn off mm-hmm. when she's walking through her daily life. Every person she sees, she knows when they're going to die. Yeah. It's just it's just I see that you have brown hair and that you're gonna get hit by a bulldozer in three weeks. Is that how that works though? Because That'd she be didn't cool. <laughs> she didn't immediately know how Logan was gonna die when she met him, did she? That's I'm true. just I'm just wondering if if it if it could I don't be know. that way. Yeah. They didn't really go into how. I thought it was more like just random flashes, but it would be sick to have a comic book that was just through Yukio's perspective uh-huh. because that would be badass. And well, I'm available for hire at any point to write that series. Cause. It's actually the worst power in the world to have in a comic book because yes. nobody ever dies. So nobody uh, it dies. Would be, it would be a very boring existence to have that death power, <laughs> right? Yeah. In a Batman comic, gosh. Well, I don't know. Destiny keeps herself pretty busy <laughs> with her completely wrong precognitive powers. <laughs> right. Yeah, I heard they're bringing Destiny back. She came back already, and she, her and Mystique had their first on-panel kiss. Oh, I thought I it was know. a flashback. It, I believe it was a flashback. Um, okay, but she's I, totally going to come back, right? Like, Hickman, yeah, I, th- I think she's going to come back, back. back. Yes, good. Thank God, I love her. Um. All right. Well, I feel like we're kind of nearing the end of thoughts. Um, <laughs> now I that agree. we're talking about characters that aren't even <laughs> aren't remotely even in, this in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yukio was a standout. Monica, like I said, captivated me the entire time. Um, it, the, the, I, I realized that like, here are some elements of Japanese culture that you, the Caucasian American audience are probably not too familiar with. Isn't mm-hmm. like a, a trope of a, a Japanese 
you know, fil- or American films set in Japan. Oh, yeah. But I also kind of appreciate it that, like, you know, there are efforts to at least say, hey, there are different ways of doing things. And one of those moments in this film was with Yukio, um, where she is wearing a more traditional kimono mm-hmm. and Wolverine's a little taken aback, bag with the badass and boots. And she's like, my, my, you know, grandfather's traditional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a mixture in, in mm-hmm. that culture. Um, but yeah, any other, any other pressing thoughts or ideas? Yeah, I guess that's about it for me. Um, I thought it was pretty good though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to end on the same exact note that I started on. I thought this was probably the most comic book accurate, mm-hmm. like representational of what we expect from a comic book about a certain character or group definitely. that we've seen so far. This was definitely a Wolverine story, even though all the chess pieces are in different parts on the board and some of them are p- painted different colors. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could have been a comic book series. And we've read those arcs that start out mm-hmm. with one tone and then issue five or six, there's a change and suddenly the story is something very different. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, so that this, this sort of thing definitely could have happened at a six issue run of Wolverine in the eighties or nineties. Definitely. Which, yeah. Which is funny that it also feels like the least comic booky, like I said before, of all the X-Men yeah. stuff we've covered. So it's like, they're taking all the elements from the comic, which is awesome. But then they're also not making it look like a comic book on the screen. They're trying to make it look like a movie. So mm-hmm. it was a cool combination. I really like this movie again, up until that part where he's, he wakes up at the end. <laughs> I don't love that, but Everything up till that point, I really, I dig it. I, I liked it until film. the heart thing. That was kind of for me, uh, just like, why do we have No, it? because then he gets to Am fight I that. Am I really going to watch he, this guy rip his own heart out? Like, <laughs> yeah, but then he like gets his full powers back and gets that's to true, just own the jerkiest jerk guy in all the world, which was very satisfying, I that's thought. That's true, that's true. I've got to concede, it is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, but Yukio should have been able to kill that guy too. So. Oh, totally. Anyway, but she was trying to like also save Wolverine at the same time. So she was a little distracted. She was busy. Otherwise, otherwise she would have gone. I do love that line. She says something like, he's pretty good. <laughs> but like she said it in a way like she be, she's better. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's all right. Or something. I don't remember exactly what she said. But he is right he when comments, they get to Japan and he sees uh, Shane yeah. practicing. And he right. comments like, oh, he looks really serious. She's like, she's he's OK or something like that. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah, she's fun. She was really fun in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that was an element out of the Claremont series is watching um, Shingen practicing and being like awed at his skill or whatever. Um, I believe but, they fight. Yeah, because well, the, the, him being a big sword master is like a huge part of that story. Here, it's I guess it's present, but it's not really a part of the story. I think in that comic they fight and he beats Wolverine, and Wolverine does not does not have a parasite that's taking his healing factor in the comic, like. He just straight up beats him because he's a better sword fighter yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Something so, right, right. But anyway, it's been a while since I read that. But <laughs> 1982, probably. I just remember the covers because his hair was so gloriously blue <laughs> for some reason <laughs> back then. You know, when everybody's dark brown hair was blue in comics? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. That was Okay. <laughs> anyway, I like the movie. Two thumbs up. Uh, probably, I don't know if it's my favorite X-Men all-time movie, but it's definitely a good vibe. I don't know. Well, let's... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's it. Let's wrap things up then. Um, Sarah, thank you for once again joining us on our exhilarating journey through these films. (laughs) 
No problem. <laughs> um, you have a podcast and you have articles. Tell yeah. the folks about that. Oh, my podcast is Bitches on Comics, where we answer comic book related questions. And people should send us questions, of course, because we always need more. And I do the podcast with co-host Essie, who also writes for the Fangirls Vertical, or Vertical on uh, Sci-Fi. And for articles, mm, I don't know what's coming up. It was a Halloween month. So I, the most recent one that I've had that went up was, I believe, about <laughs> the women Satanists in horror films. I thought it was vampires, no? Oh, or did I, did did I did write I, about vampires? Yeah, the, the thing about Twitter is it presents things out of order sometimes. But That's true. I do have, I the, I have a vampires a very few actually quite a few uh vampire articles um that i think i was sharing yes okay i was sharing it as part of a longer thread of Mm. horror articles that i've written in general so check my twitter to read through a bunch of horror uh related articles and yeah i guess that's pretty much it right now i have a lot of stuff in the fire and all of the time changing but um for right now pretty much bitches on comics and then look at my stuff at sci-fi fangirls and that is sci-fi with Y's, S-Y-F-Y, and That's Fangirls right. has no I but two R's, G-R-R-L-S. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Mike, I guess we are going to be back to talk about um, what's up next, Days of Future Past? Days of Future Past. Yes. Do we have, do we have another Marvel film this year? Or is that That's it for a while, right? When is the yeah. next Marvel film? A new one. Oh, you! I mean, you, from I mean, your mouth to Fox's ears. I mean, MCU film, obviously, because these are Marvel films too. But uh, yeah, what is the next Marvel? Film? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank as to what's supposed to be coming up. I don't know. So I'm pretty sure it's gonna be Days of Future Past with all three of us again. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that'll be out sometime. Um, you know, with the holidays, things might not quite <laughs> work out the way we want them to, but there will right. be another one coming, even if it's not within a month. It will be here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The next film is Black Widow. Oh. And that is uh, slated for May of next year. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. So we're going to be doing X-Men for... We'll be done with X-Men before that comes out. <laughs> I really had hoped that the New Mutants might be out by the time we were done with this journey. Um, I'm still hoping, but mm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see what doesn't happen with the New Mutants movie. <laughs> I was kind of hoping we would like celebrate by ending with that. <laughs> oh, that'd be so nice. It'd be so full circle. Right. <laughs> yeah. The new batch. <laughs> Was that a Gremlins 2 reference? I don't know. <laughs> okay. They're kind of like Gremlins 2. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we have another episode on the uh, feed right now talking about something from Silver Age Marvel. Who knows what it is? It's three comic books from Silver Age Marvel. You know you want to listen. So go check out the feed, Make Ours Marvel, um, after you listen to this episode. Or maybe you already listened to the other one, and I'm telling you there's no one out there, and it's a lie because you already listened to it. <laughs> Either way. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.